two things before we get into any crazy stories or anything like that. And the very first thing I got to say is I've sent you two amazing gifts to cherry up because I know that you're in a funk for the second topic that we're going to talk about. (laughs) So... First of all, it's it's hard it's hard to think about anything other than good things when I have a a bearded man blowing kisses and throwing winky faces my way. So I don't know what it is. If you were if you were clean shaven, these gifts wouldn't be half as attractive as they are. That's just the honest truth. Um, but the beard the beard really sells the uh, the love behind behind these gifts. And uh, if if our members want to download them, our, our listeners, I say members, if our listeners are want to download them and help these things go viral, I think they would be doing bearded happiness uh, a favor, a solid all around the world. Yeah, we, so I'm also going to link to a few videos. So I, I think I had mentioned a few weeks ago that I went around the studio, or I went around the city of Seattle with a film crew uh, at, for Microsoft. And we were a big conference next week, which is cool. And we wanted to be like, oh, when you're in Seattle, here's some coffee. When yeah, you're yeah. in Seattle, here's things to do. And <laughs> I love how in Seattle it's when you're in Seattle, here's some coffee. When you're in Seattle, here's things to do. That's the order. That is the order. That's the proper way of doing it. Yeah. And they have all of this B-roll and this B-roll is like golden. So there's two gifts and I need this. The third one needs audio. So it needs to be like a little short YouTube video. Okay. I'm going to try to get it for this podcast. So the first one I sent you was like me. I have no idea where this even came from. I just do these things, Danny. And I don't even know. I don't remember, right. but it's me like blowing at the camera and then pulling. Do you see, like I pulled in the, the kiss back that was blown at me yeah. and like put it in my pocket. No, you're like, you're almost like teasing it. You're like, oh, you want this kiss? Nope. Grabbed it in midair. Nope. Can't have it. Can't have it. My favorite is the wink. Is the winky oh, the wink. wink but... The wink is great. No, it's so uh, funny. The uh, That's a thing now that people do like during, um, you know, longer video sessions where people tend to be a little more relaxed, a little bit looser. And, you know, that's probably like in between takes, you're doing all these videos you do for your, for your Xamarin stuff for Microsoft. And at some point in the middle of those takes, you were kind of having fun on set, maybe blowing kisses here and there, and maybe throwing a wink. And before you know it, somebody captures those moments and then blackmails you for the rest of your life. Wait, is that, wait, are we talking about the same thing here? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. yeah, there was there was there was one for this Seattle coffee uh, YouTube video. I'm, I'm going to share it with everyone. And there's a moment where we're down at Pike Place Market and I remember this vividly and there's cars coming through and there's this pug or pit bull or not a pit bull, but like a bulldog, a little bulldog out the side of a window. And I turn, I stop everything in the middle of a recording and I go, that is the cutest dog ever. <laughs> and they edited that into the video. <laughs> I love it. It was amazing. So anyways, that, that's, that's, that's a gift for you. Um, I do love to send you gifts and I didn't even have to do any of this hard work. Um, and that's for you. That's for you. You keep that. You take that. You put that on repeat on your desktop. It's in my pocket. Okay. It's in my pocket. Pocket full of. I got a pocket full of bots. You know how like that uh, that one person had a pocket full of. Was it Posey? I got a Posey. Pocket full of sunshine. Was it pocket full of Posey or pocket full of sunshine? Pocket full. Pocket full. Ring around the rosy. Pocket full of Posey. Sunshine. No pocket of full of Posey. Ashes. Wait, is that a? Is that? Pocket. Is that Freddy Krueger? Where are no, we going with that idea? I don't know, but I I think I think uh anyway, I'm I'm pretty excited about um our next topic because uh, you mentioned the need I had to to feel better and yeah. without really touching on the why's. I think many people 
listening to this podcast after it's been a week since, of course, the release of Avengers Infinity War. They know exactly why I need cheering up. So first of all, let's answer a question. Like, why do people get invested in fictional characters? Like, I'm not the only one who this happened to when it comes to the Marvel, you know, cinematic universal experience, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, I believe that it's any character, not just even in the Marvel universe, but in any universe. And we we want to have this connection, whether it's with someone beside us, someone on the television, someone in a movie, someone that we're listening to in a podcast. We want that it's an emotional attachment. You 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 are almost and if it's done correct, you feel what they feel, which is right. why Wally, one of my favorite movies of all time, I really felt connected to those characters of Wally and Eva. And, uh, and, and to me, that was one of the most emotional, best cinematic adventures and love stories of all time. And, and you, you feel that because the, the people that are directing and writing the movies write in this real human emotion. So even though Robert Downey Jr., is Iron Man and blasting around things and doing crazy stuff. And you have these fictitious Thor characters and, and they have all these magic. Uh, First of all, nothing about Thor is fictitious. You watch your mouth. You watch it. <laughs> that's, tr- that's true. Um, that's true. He's a beautiful man. Yep. Uh, but that, I think that's what it is more than anything. It's why do we love Carl Magnuson? Mm-hmm. You know, because he's adorable. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And, and it is, I guess that's why it's why I was asking kind of a silly question from the perspective that that's, that's what entertainment is. And that's why we, that's why we go, right. You go to connect with the story and the characters and when it, but when it comes to the epicness of something like the Marvel cinematic universe, it's more than just a movie, right? That's where it's like, this has been, this has been like a lifetime. This has been, you know, just for so long, we've been following and building up to what has become this crazy epic you know, like what's going to happen at the climax of of when of when these guys take on this this god, this Thanos guy, right? And and then you know, spoiler alerts. If you if you don't know the movie now, it's time to stop listening. But I mean, okay, I know that a, as a, a lot of the people that follow the comic books more closely, which I'm not that big of a nerd, can say that yeah, Danny, we see we saw this coming, but I didn't see it coming. Not only did I not see it coming that Thanos would win, but the way in which he went about it and like throwing his own daughter, you know, into the soul stone, like cliff. And like, uh, what? Like I was crying during that. I mean, you want to be totally, are we being real right now? I'm always being real. Like I was like, I was choking up. I was like, what is going on here? I couldn't take it. And, uh, um, yeah, it sent me into a bit of a funk and I, and I could, you know, it's, it's a healthy human emotion that, you know, we've con- we connect and we have empathy and you feel the pain of others. But then when there's something like just so extreme, like the level of this person's like insanity and the cruel things that happen, it's like I want I want to disconnect. I want to be less invested in what ends up happening with all of these characters in Marvel. And I know you're the wrong person to go under a full review of this movie, because as you've already told me. I just I can't even say the words that you've told me out loud. You just you didn't see Captain America Civil War. You didn't see Thor Ragnarok. You haven't you haven't you have not earned the emotional connection with these characters. James Montemagno. I saw Black Panther and I called it a day. <laughs> you saw Black Panther. You you checked out at Captain at uh, at Iron Man three. Okay, rightfully so. Okay, they 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 you know that was was not their best contribution, but. 
but but there's a lot more to it than that. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt I felt a I felt a little burned. I, I was feeling burned out in the Marvel universe, and I saw a lot of Marvel movies. I've seen a lot of them. There's a whole list I'm going to link to of the Marvel Marvel timeline explained. And I did make a, a, a fundamental blunder going into this movie. Uh, one, I wasn't going to go see the movie in the theater until my buddy Jesse called me up and he said, hey, I have Cinerama tickets. Are you going? And I'm like, chocolate popcorn. Right. Yes. No, you again, you don't you don't care what movie he's he could be. He could be selling romantic comedy of the year to you and it wouldn't matter. Not that going to see romantic comedies is ever a bad idea. I'm in. That, that's what it is. I'm in Cinerama. I'm in. I'm in. And people know my love and passion for the world's only super Cinerama, the Cinerama in Seattle. Uh, and what was what happened fundamentally in this movie, and and I'm not going to spoil too much, and you are you just go ahead and went and spoiled everything, mm, not I did. really. But th- if you didn't really know, this is all of the 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 comic book characters together, and I want to go into who's your favorite and why, and and what the emotion in there is. But I thought this was a fun movie, uh, even though I didn't see Civil War because I turned to my buddy Jesse and I go who's this vision person? He's like, oh my God. No, I know. I feel like me and Jesse need to have a talk about this. You know, (laughs) that's what he said. So Jesse, Jesse turned to me and he's like, oh my God. He's like, you missed. He's like, you're not going to understand anything. And that's okay because I did see Guardian the Galaxy. I did see the trailer for the new Spider-Man, the latest (laughs) Spider-Man. see the trailer for the new (laughs) Spider-Man. I saw the trailer for Doctor Strange and watched the first five minutes. And Uh, you know, it was good stuff. So overall, so my... Even though, because I honestly are believe, you trying Danny, to get back at me about Go Player Seven? <laughs> yes. Is this your revenge? I mean, are you trying to hurt me here? What is going on here? Because you know, Go Player Sixty Two had its day, and now it's you know, I just I can't believe that you would show up at Avengers Infinity War and and bring that level of knowledge to the plot line i mean i just i i i'm surprised i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you danny i'm not the only one i can guarantee you that i'm not the only one that did not see some of these movies i will say it was a mistake i will say it was a mistake it was a blunder of all blunders that being said how excited are you for ant-man and the wasp <laughs> that's a, it's just a pivot i'm not ready to make because you know this pivot you said oh, wait hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. Here's something because Black Panther just came out, mm-hmm. okay, and while it was super successful, there's a lot of people that didn't see Black Panther that may have seen this movie, and we were sitting there, Jesse and I were discussing afterwards, and I wanted to bring this up. If you had not seen Black Panther, how do you feel you would have interpreted this movie? Is that a blunder, just mm. like the Civil War? Is that worse of a blunder? That's Question a good point. mark. I didn't think about point. that. It's hard. I mean, we've been talking about this on this podcast for you know, a year now since we've started the podcast that I, you know, my, my, my soul, I mean, my, I live inside the soul stone. I mean, you know, that little place where he goes and visits the child Gamora. Like I was just, I was just yes. hanging out around the pole, like right there to the oh left. So I'm like, I mean, Marvel owns my soul inside the soul stone. And so I, I'm not the best person to ask in this regard. Now I've told you, I am emotionally committed on this roller coaster that brings these characters and these actors in these characters. Like I, if they launch like what they're doing right now with Star Wars and try to go young solo on this and bring back a young Tony Stark, I'm not into it. Okay. I am committed to the end of this journey with my kids and I, yeah, I'm clearly emotionally invested, but. But so I can't answer that, but it's a great question because now that I think about it, I mean, Wakanda is the major location in which, I mean, Wakanda is the place where 
Thanos executes his final command, right, upon upon the universe. So Wakanda is is uh, is a huge premise and not only that but Black Panther and everything that 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 Wakanda represents as far as being the technological sort of um you know pinnacle of mankind and they didn't even know that it existed until the Black Panther movie right so it, it yeah. that is an interesting point i think that probably if i had to rank the two movies you really couldn't do without it would have been Captain America Civil War and Black Panther for this um i would say that uh the third one would have been the second Avengers only from the perspective that Vision was created in Age of Ultron. But if you saw Civil War and, and Black Panther because Vision was introduced there um, again, uh, then then you probably could have gotten away with it. Like even Thor Ragnarok, as much as people want to say, but I think a lot of the other ones, you could probably roll with it, even having missed a couple of the sequels. But those two would have been really hard to sit down in this movie and, and, be, and feel fully up to speed. All right, ready? Yep. Favorite Marvel movie leading up to infinity war go captain america civil war i know the answer to it um wow yeah i think it's the best i think it was again it's it's one of those true now i already said that the comic book obsessed will say that i was dumb for not seeing that this might have been the ending to this avengers infinity war and, and that that level of intense for the bad guys would have happened but but captain america civil war legit do you even know what the ending was to captain america civil war do you know? Uh, well, uh, no, I, so I... I'm not going to tell you because I want you to see it. So I turn to Jesse and I go, where's Captain America's shield? And he goes, oh gosh. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he described to me that essentially Captain America's Civil War was the Batman versus Superman of Marvel, but way better and one of the best movies ever created in the Marvel universe. It, it's, it's a, it was a phenomenal movie. Like seriously, like legit. Better than, but I think it's the best one they ever did. I, I mean, Black Panther was also a phenomenal film. And I think the thing about Marvel is regardless of how overdone all this stuff is and whatever, we can go into that and how emotionally invested and how obsessed we are with, with these characters. Like Marvel in the last few films, dude, with Black Panther, with Captain America Civil War, even with Thor Ragnarok, I would have to urge you to go back and see them because they, it's like they figured it out. Like, they figured out this superhero thing where you know how DC, like, takes themselves too seriously, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. and so they lose the audience other places. And then other films maybe, you know, don't play into the the philosophical undertones of what of what these things mean. Like, what is this battle between these, these good and evil forces? And really, is anything in, in humanity ever that simple and black and white? I think the answer is no. And I think if you look at Avengers Infinity War... Didn't you even have a couple moments where you were like feeling for Thanos, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, and and I'm telling you, dude, Civil War had the same thing where you literally you were just heartbroken by what was happening between these people that you love and you couldn't really from a philosophical perspective completely disagree with either side, right? There's people who always joke, "Are you team Iron Man and team Captain America?" and they both represent something philosophically that I won't get into because I do want you to see the movie. But legitimately, unless Jesse told you, like the ending was something that in a superhero world, you rarely are that surprised by an ending. Like, and so unless you're people out there who read the comic books, I don't want to get comments from people saying, Danny, whatever I knew. Like, I'm telling you, if you didn't, it was a good twist, like a good twist. And I think you could kind of start to see it like a little bit toward the end, but, but really not. And I think, um, 
I think that that is just a huge credit that Marvel has has started to figure this whole thing out. It's like they've unlocked the secret recipe to leave us just emotionally invested enough, not take it too seriously, have the right amount of humor, but really like, you know, every movie leaves you feeling like something epic just happened and and it was worth your money. Yeah, I thought this one was really on the border, almost similar to the last Star Wars where it was bordering almost too much humor, but I was okay with the humor level that was going into it. I really enjoyed, I mean, these movies get even crazier and crazier with every single Avengers movie because there's just so many more characters that you're introduced to in the world. And I honestly think that you're correct. I think going through this movies when I saw Guardians and I've seen, you know, Black Panther and I've seen a few other of the movies that have come out recently that, and now apparently I need to go see these other movies are very, very good. I, it harkens back to me to actually the first Iron Man, which is one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time, because I think it had a great blend. It was one of the first ones to really reintroduce us to what a Marvel movie could be. And I thought Robert Downey Jr. at that time had that beautiful blend of, of, of humor to, to action ratio. And I think that's, that's the, the, the mixture of it. Now, that being said, you know, I'm a Deadpool fan. And I think that while Deadpool's not in, there's a bunch of other people not in this movie. Well, Deadpool's not in this. Is he, maybe he's not in this universe. I believe he's not in this universe. And I don't want to get to that philo- philosophical level. Like, oh, did this Avengers movie even happen in, in this universe and this timeline versus a different timeline? Because that's way too much. That is too deep, yeah, Danny, for this conversation. We don't want to do the X-Men route right now and just, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah. But are you upset that Nighthawk was not in this movie? His name is Hawkeye, dude. Hawkeye's Hawkeye's not. God, dear. Hold on, hold on. I mean, I'm going to re-record this. All right, hold on. Are you upset, Danny, that Hawkeye is not in this movie? (laughs) Sorry, we have to re-record it again. Let's not re-record it. Let's leave it. The whole thing's hilarious. uh, Danny, Danny, are you upset that? Wait, which which one's Nighthawk? Is Nighthawk a character? I I I don't even know where to go with this right now. Are, are you is, upset that Hawkeye is not in this movie? Just, <laughs> I am. I I was upset, but I know he's going to be in the second one, just based mm. on like whatever Hollywood, whatever you see them filming stuff. And I think that, um, you know, again, we've already gone full spoiler, so no holding back. Now, my guess is the plot line. We've not is gone. That, we have not gone full spoiler at all. By the way, Danny, you keep saying there are spoiler, spoiler, and, and we're just really talking high level. Okay, okay. Well, so <laughs> I, I think he's going to be in the next one, and I think okay. that um, because of the sad um, instances that take place in a very, very emotionally intense uh, mm-hmm. roller coaster. For all of us, I, I think that there will be really good reason to bring him back with a vengeance. So I was not upset that Jeremy Renner, um, a.k.a. Hawkeye, was not in this one. And I think uh, so. I, th- I think they'll make it up to us. But, you know, I had a this whole thing was rough. It was it was rough. It was it was I was eagerly anticipating it. I'm 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 locked in. I'm invested with everybody else. But the truth is, that wasn't the only rough thing that happened to me this week. So I can't blame what? all of my woes. You know, all of my need for the for the you know Mott's winky face gif on on what happened with Avengers. Well, what happened? Because now we're, let's let's shift. Let's let's change so, to a different soul stone. Maybe yeah. the reality stone. We're going to change realities here yeah. back into we're, our reality. We're in the Ooh, reality, and we're like in the time, uh, like I don't know. So here's the you stone that I'm in now. You went so, too far. Well, I did. I went way too far with that with that reference. I do that from time to time, but um. So one of the things that 
So I I hurt myself this weekend, but there's a reason for it where even despite what my wife may tell you, like I don't just do dumb things for no reason, okay? Like there was a lot, there's been a lot going into this project I've had kind of on the side. Um, don't worry, Monty. Side hustle? You're, you're my only side one. Hustle? You're my only Without one. This me? is just a side project. Okay. It, it was, so what happened a few years ago, I got sort of accidentally evo- involved in real estate investment. And I know you, like, your mind is going to go crazy with questions right now. <laughs> yes. Especially because I haven't talked about this yet on our podcast somehow. Ever. I don't know Ever. how. No so, idea. How is that possible? So what happened was a couple of buddies of mine had a partnership. Um, they're older than me and, and you know, by about 10, 15 years. But they've had this partnership for a while that owns a few pieces of property, um, not all close to where I live, but kind of spread out. And and so, the, you know, it's sort of this, this umbrella LLC they've set up to manage a few pieces of property. And... Um, the the other partners they had were were even older than them and and basically the other partners wanted to get out sort of sell their shares and and kind of liquidate it wasn't really worth much but you know they they needed so they got rid of some of the older partners and they they asked me if I wanted to get involved and you know it's it's done nothing but cost me money ever since it's not like this is a this is a profitable venture so so here's so at the bottom level of this, there's a bunch of people. And what happens if they get some people in, they'll get like if there's four of them, they'll get, you know, three of them. And then maybe those three people will get two and then maybe that two person will get one. This is not a pyramid scheme. No, not a pyramid scheme. This is a very this is a very simple partnership that owns a few pieces of property. That's it. They uh, the partners that were helping support it got out. They asked me if I wanted in. I said, sure. Luke was actually in, too, for a little while. And then he got out because he was smart. And I'm not. Um, not long after getting involved in this thing that I thought was just going to be like a monthly bill, pay a few hundred bucks and, 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 and sort of cover some expenses and other people do the property management. No problem. A couple of these properties just went to all bejesus Sheboygan, Wisconsin, right? They just fell apart. One of them specifically had a flooding accident where the renter, her son, it, it was an accident, but basically a flood happened and ruined ruined the entire property because the, the flood started on the third floor and it went all the way to the bottom floor. Um, so as, as is normally the case with these things, insurance companies will cover 60 to 70% of whatever mm-hmm. they deem not worth your property value. That's just the truth. And, and so we've been... We had to make a decision. Like, were we just going to kind of barely get by and do a remodel that sort of skimmed or... Hey, like, you know, we, you know, we're just, we're, maybe we, we, we use this as a, as an opportunity and, and see it as a, as a blessing in disguise. And maybe we spice this place up a little bit. Right. So over the last year and a half, two years, really, we've been on weekends where we're all available, getting together, putting in sweat equity, you know, we'd lay new tile, we've redone the bathrooms, we've, we've been doing, you know, all kinds of, you know, basic carpentry work and then hire out things that we can't handle. And we finally gotten to the point where the inside is ready enough that we're on landscape duty. We're trying to make this place look pretty enough, whatever we want to do. If we're going to rent it to like a, you know, a regular renter or if we're going to Airbnb it, I don't know. Um, probably we'll, we'll do some, some Airbnb and for a while just to see if we can maybe recoup more of our cost up front because it, you know, it, it has, it has eaten away some of our, um, it's, it wasn't ideal. Okay, this whole thing has not been ideal. Real estate. Real estate is a. Uh, it's a bucket. This is how I describe real estate. It's a bucket that you continuously throw money into. Yep. And that bucket uh, is never full. 
No. It just keeps you, 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 or it's like a hole and you keep digging the hole, but you never get to the bottom. Yep. You know, you just keep digging and you're like, oh, this is great. This is, feels good. Like I'm really getting a lot of exercise. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm designing stuff. I'm feeling good about myself. But then you just keep digging and then. Dude, mm. you, you're preaching to the choir here. And I, if anything, at this point, I would love to get out of this thing, having just recouped back our money. <laughs> like, I have, you're like, all in. I you're very, all in. You're I have very little ambitions point. about it, and I'm totally realistic about it. And like I said, I never intended at, at at my age of 32 and whatever that I would have been involved in a real estate remodel that has basically just been a time and money sink, right? But okay, my my complaints aside, we get to landscape. I am enjoying part of it. Is is like kind of fun to do with my with you know, with my friends, with Byron and Mike, it's a, it's a bonding experience. We get together, we have a few beer. I mean, it is, it is kind of fun. And and so if you take everything from the perspective, like, Hey, any one of us could die tomorrow anyway, like, was it an yeah. enjoyable process? Like I had fun with it. Right. So we, we did it and no point in having any regrets because hashtag no regrets, you know? Um, but yesterday we're moving around and I, and, and I'm helping doing some landscape and I'm pushing this boulder potentially to get it to this hill to kind of get it away from this area of the yard where we don't want it. And and the boulder rolls back on top of me and literally no. crushed my calf. Was this a Indiana Jones situation? Dude, where like this it huge... was not okay. Th- yeah, this was not like I'm trapped in a tunnel like that, but it was a it was an awkwardly shaped boulder that I thought mm. I had enough momentum that I was pushing it to go that way, but because it's not like a round boulder, right? It's like uh, real boulders have all kinds of crazy jagged edges, right? So I'm yeah. pushing this boulder, and it like is unba- it's unbalanced, or homie's not going to roll that way. Homie rolls back my way and lands on my cap. And I was just talking about this on the Title Tuesday show, which I hosted earlier today. And, you know, so what happened? So I it lands on my leg. I go full Hulk on this baby, and and basically adrenaline takes Hulk came over. Out. I Hulk scream came out. It's on my leg. I mean, I, I go Thanos, Thanos on this thing. Danny goes Thanos. Okay, I was that strong. And I, I, I harness all my adrenaline. I push the boulder off my own leg while Byron's getting out of the bobcat to come help me. Um, and uh, I have a huge bruise on my leg. My calf is Aww. massively sore. I've been, I've been doing all kinds of witchcraft and voodoo. My wife has been rubbing homeop- home- homeopathic essential oils on my leg, you know, and... Um, you know, I don't know that any of it's working, but sometimes it smells good. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm doing right now. And that's, it, it's just, it's been a rough week for this guy. That's the truth. I mean, between Avengers Infinity War and, and rolling a boulder on top of my own leg, I've had a rough, I've had a rough week. I don't, I'm sorry. I feel, I just want to the hug you or snug you, or perhaps there was some way I could send you a digital kiss and then you could just keep that on repeat over Perhaps and over. If only some, some way. way you could give some me way. a digital wink. I'm doing one right now. Do you see that? Just a little click right there too. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Dan. This sounds, it sounds like a, not only a harsh week in the Marvel universe, but also uh, it sounds like this great pyramid scheme that you've gotten yourself into really <laughs> spiraled out of control. The Yeah. The rock is like a metaphor. It's a, the rock was a metaphor for, for the entire experience. So you're in a Qbert simulation where that pyramid things are jumping at you boulders and you just really want to just get out of there like I just really don't want to be here anymore but like I don't even know how I got involved in this and can I tell you that I'm so proud of you though because that is a big commitment because when H Diggity and I were out looking for uh, houses we've officially given up even though we did we yeah whatever happened with that that's right that was a whole podcast subject for a while I never 
checked in on the old conclusion of that. Well, I'll tell you what happened is every time we would go look at places, we would kind of be in your situation, which is we could go buy this place, but then we need to reinvest into it just to live. And we got to redo the bathroom. We got to do the kitchen. And we wanted to feel good about the money we were putting in. Here's what happened is it was this bit. We talked about the big dry spell in Seattle and probably throughout the U.S. where the holidays had occurred. It was coming, you know, Thanksgiving hit, Christmas hit, you know, uh, civil war happened and I don't know. And, and, and what happened here is that the entire inventory of houses dried up. So whenever we would go look at a house, like a house would come on the market, it would be on the market for an hour and there'd be a stack of realtor cards, like a 5 billion people. I like all of the Avengers showed up day yeah. one, like, they're is, like, let's do this. What is the deal with that? I mean, never, sorry. Another keep going. I, I want to hear. Yep. So, Come around February, March, it's starting to turn around a little bit Mm -hmm. and more houses are coming up. But then all the house prices now, because four months have have gone by, also went up. So we we're looking at just our finances, which we're fine. We're not like, you know, we're fine, but we're looking, we're like, it just seems like going up for the same house. And then here was the kicker is the mortgage rates went up Mm, a crap load. In fact, they've gone up nearly one full percent. Uh, from when we first started looking, if not more. So they're almost up to 5% or something crazy compared to when we started looking. I know that's actually really low compared to maybe when our parents purchased houses uh, back in the day. But for us, we go, it's all these things. Well, especially it was at historical lows, you know, it was in the low threes and people were excited. But I don't know what to do with a lot of that stuff. You know, to me, we're always living in a constant bubble. Just it's like the nature of the universe expanding and contracting anyway. So everyone has has their theories on how to stop the uh, how how to, you know, we we never should have gone against the gold standard or you shouldn't have interest rates that, you know, exceed whatever. Right. No, no federal intrusion into free market like it's but to me, like it's just something that happens as like the culture expands and, and with it, you know, within the, uh, when it's, when, when it's expanding, it's a seller's market because all these buyers need things and need places. And then eventually it contracts and, um, the reality sets in that, you know, they expanded too fast and there's really a lot of options and eventually the rates will come back down again. I think when there's more, more, so I don't know. I think you just got to roll with it, wait it out. Yeah. You got to wait it out. I think that's what we decided is like, Hey, we're just going to, Wait it out for now. Like, it'll be okay. And we feel really good. Like, we Okay, as a guy who's been involved in a few pyramid schemes from time to time, let me mm. tell you. No, okay. <laughs> I know the real estate market real good. Hey, right now, hey, Mats, I don't know if you're into investing in some property, um, but I, there's this partnership I know. Oh, really? Yeah. They tell own the rights to a few pieces of property. One of them just got done with a whole remodel. So, and you can buy into this by signing this lifetime contract and giving me $10,000, just cash. That comes just to me. And then- I like that. (laughs) Uh, Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I do watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my faves. I haven't, uh, I'm a little bit behind uh, because of the travel, but- One of the recent episodes is about the pyramid scheme that Charles and- uh, Charles and Jake are involved in it, not by choice, but by force. And this like massive pyramid scheme that just like owns people. And it's pretty funny, actually. I'm excited. It's one of these storylines they're building up to clearly 
like play it out over the next season or two. Like they like you know when they kind of got through that storyline of that big mob boss that they had to move to mm-hmm. Florida for and all that. Yeah. So this is like clearly being set up. It's being foreshadowed as going to be kind of like their next big bad guy that. Jake and Charles have gotten accidentally involved in a pyramid scheme that they can't get out of. And they realize, you know, that the proverbial bleep runs a lot deeper there than they want. And, but there's some really funny pyramid scheme innuendos in there. I really, for some odd reason, I just really enjoy that show. I, and, and I mean, I'm, I've always been a fan of a lot of the care, a lot of the actual actors and actresses on that show. For some reason, it just put, it, it just is really solid i'm I'm just not really i'm not positive why i like it. it's one of those movies i'm like i don't know why i like this movie or this yeah. show but i really like it i know we're we're in the camp over here we just got back into westworld season two oh we yeah watched all of westworld season one because you just miss everything in that show um yeah it's going uh, i don't know we're, we just watched the first see the first so i haven't gotten into westworld it's a bit of like it's in the game of thrones realm too where i'm not i'm not really into either westworld or game mm. of thrones we don't even have hbo in my house so and I, i've been told a lot of good things about westworld so what's your thought it's really solid i mean the entire premise is set like i don't know if it's set current day or a little bit in the future but it's a theme park. Westworld is a theme park. And inside of it is a bunch of animatronics that are extremely lifelike. And they have not real, real emotion, but they're programmed to have emotion. And guests can pay money to come in and do whatever they want. The guests can't get killed, but they can kill the the hosts, the actual. Um, yeah, it's like a, like a shoot them up, shoot them up in the West. Exactly. And it has this really deeper undertone to it It has a history of it of these you know um, these hosts trying to actually gain consciousness and it's it's pretty brutal it's relatively brutal i would say it's not one for the kiddos but i I really like it we what we did is for six months we have a hulu subscription you could add on hbo because we also don't have hbo but for five dollars a month which i can stomach five dollars a month uh which isn't too bad but um, yeah, that's my that's my Westworld that's breakdown. Your... It's a good, solid show. Got it. Okay. Well, cool. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it, but that was that was no. nice. That was useful. Yeah, um, that was useful. Yeah. No, my wife can't handle anything with uh, blood. Or no, she would hate this. Nope. Yeah. No, she's. What uh... about? Did you finish? Did you finish ever? Before while we're on television, did you finish Eleven's starring role? So, so we're we're still going on that train. It's it's a slow mm. process on mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Okay. Take a breath. Okay. Take a breath. <sighs> Collective breath. Uh no, we're still going. It was it go it comes and goes in waves and I've told you it's hard when you when you get in that mode of uh right, raise your children or watch the TV show. <laughs> like it's hard when life it's decisions. We just don't stay up that late. I mean, dude, if I told yeah. you how early I went to bed, like you would you would reach through the computer and just like slap me. You know, um, and uh, my wife gets mad about how early I go to bed, too, because I just, you know, Papa Bear runs full throttle and then hits the pillow and it's like, I'm tired now. Boom. Mm, I'm like yeah. the, I'm like the little baby from the, the turkey movie. I'm tired now. Um, Here's my swag. Are you ready? Here's my swag. 10 o'clock p.m. Time to go to bed. Yeah. Let's go time. I'm out. 10 o'clock. Yeah. No, it's like I. it's just it's over. Right. And and for me, dude, I'm, you're talking. Papa Cheese has been known to fall asleep. Eight thirty. That's good. That's solid. Yeah. I mean, these kids—you got four of them—tearing you down, just wearing you down. I have to. Yeah, I have they're to sucking, imagine they're sucking it out of me. 
They're yeah. just slowly <sighs> pulling everything out, and uh, I'm I'm getting to the point where I got very little, very little left. But uh, no, I mean I am excited. Stranger Things, we're really enjoying. I mean I think we're I forget how deep we are, but we're I don't even want to mention the plot line because I'm I don't want I don't want to frustrate you. But um, but I am definitely enjoying it. And uh, I do have a fantasy that someday in my life, I will enjoy more TV shows. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll dabble in a Westworld, maybe a Walking Dead, maybe if I'm really going big. I think it's okay not to. Here's why. is Previously, we didn't watch as much television as we are now. And I don't know if it's because if I was spent a lot of time down in Phoenix, and maybe it's a Phoenix thing where you don't watch as much television, perhaps, or because... You know, maybe it's because you have, you know, we got all the kiddos, you got the chess, got everything going on. But we do tend to watch more television here. Like we get home from work. Heather and I were talking about this earlier. You know, we get home from work and we're just exhausted. I mean, I got to come home. I record a podcast. That's super fun. But then after that, I'm exhausted. I got to make dinner. I got to do a whole thing. And then I'm, I'm 839. I'm sleepy pants. I'm watching Friends. Yeah, you want to veg out. I mean, you want to watch something. And the issue with all these shows, as much as like... We were talking about this before, where like the revolution of television is that for for a very long time, TV was was really only designed to help the veg out experience, right? It was always the family show and the gather around the tube and it's a comedy and it's a feel good takeaway family experience where every ending is is always the same. And that's what TV was forever. And at some point, you know, the transition, uh, Luke actually got me a book that I read a while ago that's actually called like The Revolution Was Televised and talked about when this transition was made and the best writers were no longer interested in in novels and 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 those types of uh, that type of expression. Like a lot of them were being engaged in these, you know, private television companies, whether it's HBO, Showtime, all these things. And like like TV became just such a, a thought provoking experience. So when you watch Westworld, it's like I would imagine like when it's over, not only has it like maybe depending on the episode, maybe it rocked your psyche a little bit. There was some people die, whatever, but also it left you like in deep thought about the philosophical dis- discussion of consciousness. Right. It's it just it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not something that you want to do at the end of a really exhausting day because it's. I think that's partly why also Stranger Things is hard for us to get into because it's just like if we have a half an hour, like we might turn on Brooklyn Nine-Nine rather than Stranger Things because it's just so deep and so intense. It's like you've really got to be ready to engage. Yeah, our so we cannot actually go to bed after we watch Westworld. We have to turn on something such as Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Friends. We're currently rewatching all 10 seasons of Friends because why wouldn't you rewatch all 10 seasons of Friends? You have to just some people do every other week. I get it. You have to do it. And and that's our, I I always turn to Heather and I go, one episode of Friends, let's do it. Because it's it's so hard because I don't want to go right to bed and still be thinking about all that stuff. You kind of need that Mm -hmm. decompress and that is our afternoon. And and, um, and it's really talking to you each and every week, Danny. You help me decompress and get over my, I think I'm over. I think this podcast has relieved a little bit of my Avengers stress and I feel really healthy, even though I did mess up <laughs> Nighthawk and we're totally leaving that in and we left it in. So no, oh it wasn't a mistake God, earlier, was... but it happened. Oh, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, we're going to together, we're going to leave all the stress of infinity war in the airwaves of this show it's over. it's over it's done we're good i've snapped my fingers pun pun intended and uh it's gone 
and I will not I will not stress about it again. I will avoid rolling boulders onto my leg. And I will uh, I'm gonna have a good week from here on out because of this podcast setting things in motion. So so we did it. We, we did, did it. it. Danny, you have a great week, and I cannot wait to talk. No more Avengers, at least for a full year. Yes, or at least until Ant Man and Wasp come out. <laughs> All right. I lo- I love you, buddy. Right. This is good. This is good. This was good for us. Just remember, this was good for us. Hashtag, hashtag go Nighthawk.